this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network, hosted by Pete Lutz. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Sir, there are dead people everywhere on the ground outside. Do you see them? Sir! Sir, are you listening to me? <laughs> the king only hears what he wants to hear. Take a step outside and get a closer look, Black Horse. What? Uh, wait a minute. This isn't real. This is just a horrible dream. Uh, uh, dear heaven, there are so many bodies, there's no place to... This is just a small fraction of what is to come, Black Horse. The time will come soon when you will have to choose who dies of starvation. That's insane! I will never listen to you! Fine. Be close-minded like your blind king. Have you really thought about your role, Black Horse? Have you not discussed the financial strain your global war has caused? Who eats well in your kingdom, and who does not? You proceed with your endless takeovers, not even considering that your Drax enemies are gone now, that this continuing war has brought the new kingdom close to bankruptcy. There are no more enemies of mankind for people to throw their support behind. Now you are just another empire. And like all empires, you rely on wars to expand. And wars are very expensive. Your coffers are almost empty now, yes? No one knows about our financial troubles. How long will it be before the world finds out King Silas has run out of money? America cannot sustain its power with threats alone. It needs more money to continue this fight against the Chinese and the Middle East. <laughs> You've underestimated them. They are taking their sweet time because, although they cannot defeat you with their military, they know time is not your friend right now. They won't make the same mistake the Drax made. They will wait things out until you die of starvation. No, that isn't true. <laughs> right. You don't have many choices here, Black Horse. If you are to do your part and save your kingdom from certain destruction, you have to come up with more money to finance your war. I don't manage the financial aspect of the kingdom. I wouldn't know how. Right now, all of you have to handle more than your usual responsibilities. Don't waste any time, Black Horse. But I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yes, you do. Separate the worthy from the unworthy and take all the money from the dead. Ration food and take the bulk of it to feed your army. If people starve, so be it. Once people die, take everything they owned. All these corpses all around you had some worth while they were alive. Confiscate it all, and there you will solve some of your money problems. Vargas? He's been exterminating the people in South American territory. They are dying by the thousands every day. That's a good place to start, Black Horse. From there, you will have to determine who else must live and die. Who will starve? Who will eat? Take your scale and ration food. This is your role. 
Impose heavy taxes on commerce if you must. No matter the backlash, carry on as before. All you have to do from here on out is... Watch your step. New Kingdom Radio Theater. Need a podcast that prepares you for the end of the world? Apocalypse Now is the one for you. Hi, I'm Joanna Van Thine, actor, comedian, and filmmaker. Apocalypse Now is a podcast that asks if we are living at the beginning of the end. Join me every week as I talk with interesting people and decide if we're all doomed. <laughs> Listen wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Brought to you by WannaRub. Lord Warwick awoke suddenly after a nightmare where a shadow woman spoke to him about starving people to death. She implied he should confiscate the money and property of the dead to help finance the war efforts in China and the Middle East. No one knew it at the time, but the New Kingdom was having financial troubles. The war efforts were extremely expensive and King Osiris had used up much of the government's wealth on his war campaigns. Back home in New Eden, Prince Jacob had to deal with a spike in terrorist bombings throughout the original states of the kingdom. Large cities like New York, Miami, Atlanta, Dallas and others had a string of suicide bombings that killed hundreds in apartment buildings, trains, subways, nightclubs, and even churches. The budget cuts in their domestic intelligence agencies meant there were less agents working less time to safeguard the metropolitan areas. Oreb knew these troubles were directly related to their financial woes. And when terrorist attacks hit nearly 12 cities simultaneously, the very night of Oreb's nightmare, Asylus called an emergency meeting of the High Council to address the bombing attacks. transporting us all to New Eden. Send him your coordinates. Yes, Your Majesty. Might I ask what the emergency meeting is about? Have you not seen the news this morning? My apologies, sir. I have been in a very deep sleep. A wave of terror attacks took place last night all over the original states. They are growing in numbers throughout the entire kingdom, even the European territories. I'm turning the TV on now, sir. 
The pictures you see on your screen are live pictures from Queens, New York at a Tier 1 Christian school on 108th Avenue, very near Marconi Park. The NK Bureau has confirmed this was the latest in a dozen coordinated attacks in several cities. The attack in Queens occurred at 8.05 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, just as students were heading to class. The families of the victims are asking the public for privacy at this time of grief. Some local residents are asking where the king is in the wake of these attacks. These appear to be the work of a terrorist group or multiple groups. It is unclear at this hour. And many people are asking the same question. What is going on? People are concerned all over the kingdom, and rightfully so. We're going to cut to our Atlanta station for more updates on the attacks in Atlanta. This is very bad, Oreb. We need to address this immediately. Agreed, sir. I'm getting ready now and sending my coordinates to Gabriel. Ladies and gentlemen of the High Council, I called this emergency meeting to address the terror attacks as of late. They're not just happening in the original states, as you well know. They're happening all over the kingdom, in all territories. Your Majesty, before coming back to New Eden, at the Regent's request, as you know, I was overseeing the rebuilding efforts in the African states. There have been many suicide bomb attacks there, even before they came under our rule. These attacks are, and have always been, rooted in religious differences, tribalism, and conflict over territories. The numbers from our African territories should not factor into our overall situation. Duly noted, Lord Richards. But since you have been here with the Regent, the attacks have increased exponentially. These attacks are motivated by something different, I imagine. Do you have any idea who is behind the attacks here? Our latest intelligence indicates these attacks are being coordinated right here in the original states, Your Majesty. How has this been determined? The NK Bureau picked up chatter on the West Coast. The director and his team believe the financing of the attacks likely came from the Middle Eastern Alliance. But the terrorists were Americans, recruited from right here in the original states. One of the attackers was a known associate of the DOC. The deceivers of Christ? The drug cartels are behind this? It's still too early to say for sure. But our top profilers agree the attackers were highly skilled, drug-dependent extremists. Probably not completely radicalized. But there is evidence the bombers were using narcotics at the time of the attacks. Sir, I read the report Lord Richards is referring to. The NK Bureau believes the drug cartels are recruiting Americans, who are drug addicts, to carry out these attacks. It's plausible they are being coerced by means of their drug dependencies. So, the theory is the MEA are paying the cartels to either recruit high-functioning drug addicts, or get radicals hooked on dope to carry out terrorist attacks? I gotta give these guys credit for their creativity. It gets worse, Your Majesty. Much, much worse. Sir. Lord Orb is absolutely correct. Since Lord Vargas has cracked down on the drug trade, the cartels are desperate to keep the money supply flowing. The Chinese and the MEA are pumping tons of cash at them. 
there's no telling what else they'll have their junkies do. Do we have any worst-case scenarios? Well, sir, Lord Vargas has done an inventory of his chemical weapon supply the last 24 hours, and there is a tank of the J-1 nerve agent missing. It was likely stolen in the Mexican and Central American territories. Quiet! The J-1 nerve agent. How much was in the missing tank, Lord Vargas? It was a 50-gallon drum, Your Majesty. And how many people would it potentially affect? A small amount is lethal. Potentially, it could kill every man, woman, and child on the East Coast. <sighs> Approximately 20 million people, if it's distributed thoroughly. Good God! Why wasn't it guarded better? Sir, it isn't all gloom and doom. The J-1 nerve agent has to be ingested to be lethal. Aerosol distribution would not be a viable means to distribute it like other nerve agents. The J-1 is neutralized at 180 degrees Fahrenheit. We should mandate food be thoroughly cooked and water be boiled before consumption. With all due respect, Lord Richards, we are trying to avoid a panic, and we certainly don't want to leave the impression that we have no control over a potential dangerous nerve agent. I understand where both of you are coming from. <sighs> Can the J-1 nerve agent be filtered out? Or is there a way to detect it? The J-1 makes water smell and taste like sour milk, so people will not likely drink it anyway. Strangely, however, when exposed to black light, it looks like glitter in any liquid. Other than that, you could put it on a hot dog or a bowl of rice and you wouldn't know it. Once the agent is ingested by someone, how long before it takes effect? Within an hour, they would feel excruciating stomach cramps, experience nausea, vomiting, and finally, uncontrollable convulsions. Most people die within a few hours of respiratory failure and or a heart attack. Children die much faster than adults, but sir, their final moments are extremely painful. They suffer immensely. It's a very cruel way to die. I want mandatory protocols in place. If any cases like this show up anywhere in the kingdom, I'm declaring a national emergency and instruct all citizens to follow the guidelines to avoid the nerve agent. Okay, but sir, we have to address the underlying issue here. Our resources are stretched thin. Our financial state has been very shaky as of late. I'm working on some solutions to our money problems, but it's going to take a little more time. Lord Banks, is the money issue that bad throughout the kingdom? Yes, sir. I have been trying to tell you for quite some time. Our war efforts have been straining our financial resources. Some territories are wealthier than others, and we've been looking at raising taxes. But we've been pumping a lot of money in the development of weapons and our military. It isn't like it was when we were fighting the Drax. Warring with other nations is simply very expensive. And it's compounded by our obligation to govern a kingdom that is immensely large and complicated to manage. I know you have been working tirelessly to figure this problem out, Lord Banks. But I must be honest with you all. I have been purposely ignoring the issue. But why, sir? We are in serious financial trouble here. Please tell us what you're thinking. Lord Orib and all of you on the High Council, it is true. The war has been very expensive. 
In days prior, countries borrowed money from each other, from banking institutions and so forth. Debt is a killer of countries, has always been, because whoever controls the money has the power. But I ask you, who can we borrow money from? No one. There are no other countries except those we are warned with. We own the banks. We are the keepers of wealth. We create the money, digital, paper, or coin. We determine its worth. If we need more money, then print more money. Type in as many zeros into our figures as necessary. You want us to create money out of thin air? With nothing to back it up? Your Majesty, that kind of wealth creation is exactly how the Monster Group became so powerful. It creates corruption at its core as easily as it created wealth. It is a fiction, sir. Well, let me ease your bleeding hearts, my trusted friends. Once we defeat our enemies, it won't matter. We won't owe anybody anything. Instead, we will own everybody. And we will own everything.
Troubles for King Silas were mounting. He convinced himself that he was in control of the situations crumbling around him. The notion that he was the infamous white horse of the apocalypse was likely the source of his brazen confidence in the face of all his adversity. However, the war efforts in China and the Middle East were not progressing as he had hoped. His marriage to Queen Rebecca was no longer a safe haven in the fires of strife that had engulfed him from all sides. The Queen had become distant and no longer desired his presence. When the Emergency High Council meeting concluded, a frigid reception awaited Silas as he made his way to his suite and discovered the Queen had moved into a separate suite. Rebecca, you mind telling me why my wife is no longer staying with me in the master suite? Because I do not want to stay in the same room with you, let alone the same bed. It's not like you are ever here anyway. I promise the war will be over soon. Yeah, yeah, Asylas, whatever. I really don't care anymore. You can be at war for the rest of your life if you want. It makes no difference to me. I, I don't understand what the problem is, my love. Is this about the Lord Shelley thing? It is about the Lord Shelley thing, Asylas. But it is also about a lot more than just that whore you mess around with. Rebecca, please. Lord Shelley is not... Oh, sure. Defend her. Tell me what a great warrior and brilliant mind she is. You two disgust me. The thought of you with that horrid woman makes me sick. I swear to you, I am not having an affair with her. I, I swear it. Oh, so you're not having an affair with her? Tell me, Asylas, what if I did with another man what you do with her? Would that be considered an affair? Would you be okay with me being that way with another man? Because if it is, then I can play that game too. That isn't fair. Oh yes, it is fair. Huh. See? You are thinking about it. You know all that nasty crap you do with her is exactly what I should be doing with someone else. See how you like it. I admit I've been stubborn about this, my love. Stop calling me your love. You don't love me. A man who loves his wife does not do what you do with Lord Shelley. Now please, just get out. Silas's world is beginning to crumble. You were right. I have to admit it, you were right. Asylus is spiraling out of control. His wife has essentially left him. His high council thinks he's gone mad. The Chinese have figured out how to defeat him. His kingdom is going broke. 
Now, we just reel him in, and the prophecy can fully commence. It's coming together so nicely now. When Asylus comes to see you, then he will come to see you soon. Make sure to put the blame on Christianity. With the blessings from the holiest man on earth, we will surely have him do whatever we ask. Hook, line, and sinker. Oh, so, what might be the first thing we have him do? That's easy, Pontus. The world must prepare for the greatest shift mankind has ever experienced. Every person on the planet will have to submit to a Silas's rule. Everyone will receive... The Mark of the Beast. Been listening to The Rise of King Asylus, episode 39, Power Equals Money, starring J.B. Torres as King Asylus and Beals, Meg McDonald as Queen Rebecca, Stephen Fisher as Lord Jeremy Oreb, Maria Miklasavage as Shadow Woman, Victor Mapp as Lord Andrew Richards, Madeline Goshorn as Lord Vanessa Banks, David S. Deere as Pope Innocent XIV. Dan Delgado as Lord Alberto Vargas, Don Radzinski as newsreader, and narrated by Sergei Bereshnikov. This episode features the song The Beginning of the End by Lost European. Download the music of Lost European on bandcamp.com today. For more information about the cast, the music, or other contributors to this production, please visit us at www.theriseofkingasilas.com for a full list on our Season 3 episode page. And now, a word from our podcast friends. Hi, this is Minna from True Crime Finland. Ah, Finland, so peaceful and quiet. There isn't even any crime there, right? Wrong. Join me every two weeks in discovering the dark side of the land of a thousand lakes. From the legendary and infamous to the lesser known and forgotten cases, find True Crime Finland wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a production of the New Kingdom Radio Theatre in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2020. And stay tuned for episode 40.
Monday matinee on the Mutual Audio Network always means a potpourri of entertainment, drama, comedy, action. Whew, it really stimulates the mind, don't it? Well, a great way to get your mind back into neutral gear is to catch Bells in the Battery on Friday Follies and Sunday Showcase. Silliness is the best cure for mental stimulation. Bells in the Battery, always odd, always family-friendly. If only I could convince my family to listen to it. 